Hello, and welcome to the first Supple Boys Guided Meditation. Today we're gonna let all our worries melt away and blast off into outer space. We did it. We're here. In not not quite at not quite at the moon, we're like but we're in the stars. We reach space. We're in outer space. It's nice up here. There's no taxes or you know, centipedes or whatever you might be dealing with right now. Just relax and breathe. There's a shooting star, you see that? There's a, there's a naked man just tumbling through the cosmos. Don't worry about him, he wanted this. Explore the universe for a minute. Just imagine there's nothing holding you back. Not your mom, not your dad, not the government. Ooh. There's a rocket ship with a hundred dogs pulling it like a sled. All right. Well, that's that's probably pretty good. It's time to get back to work. You're running late, actually. Your your boss is really mad at you. This is super uncomfortable too. After you took that long lunch the other day, so I'm not gonna cover for you this time. I got my own stuff going on. Alright, alright, get back to work. Bye. This just in, it's Supple Boys. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Got ourselves a telegraph. Ooh, what's that? What's that? It's the sound of suppleness coming your way through mm -hmm. your earphones, into your into your brain. Watch out. It's another... Supple. We just had a very long pre-show, and now yep. this is the show. The followed, show of course, be by the post-show. Yeah, followed by the post-show. The which is of course the post show in a lot of ways is just the pre show for the next show. <laughs> sure, followed of course by a nap. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am running on three hours of sleep still. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, I worked eight hours already. I want to fucking die. Yeah, I'm so hungry, but I I love podcasting <laughs> <laughs> we can push off those those sweet chicken nugs for another hour and a half and uh, fucking <laughs> i don't know if i can maybe it's gonna be a griffin eats episode instead yeah. of a griffin eats episode it's a griffin makes that shit on the episode <laughs> griffin microwaves some chicken nugs uh you That'll can't microwave the them. they the come out fucking gross when you microwave them you gotta put them in the oven it's more work i don't have but time it'll be worth it. It'll be worth I gotta it. Do either. another podcast. 
I don't have time. I, I, I gotta put these nuggets in, but I, I, somebody's gonna have to bring them up to my room because I gotta get on the next thing already. <laughs> oh my god. Whenever we right. do like double headers, whenever we record two shows in one night, there's always a moment where, because uh, typically we record Supple Boys right after Stagman on Thursdays. Um, that's not the case this week. Um, but usually when we have a situation like that, I'll finish that. And then we take a little breather and I go downstairs and I sit with my roommates for a little bit. We're watching TV or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, I got to go like 20 minutes later, like go. And I'm like, yeah, I have another podcast. To do. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm heading up a fucking network now. Yeah. It's crazy. Never mind. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. I like doing it. Um, let's introduce the show really quick. This is Supple okay. Boys. It is Supple uh, Boys. hosted by the Supple Boys. Uh, mm-hmm. There are two of us. We are two Supple Boys. I'm Ethan. That's Griffin. Uh, we are writers. We are podcasters. Mm-hmm. We are producers. We produce shows for Ryan Stegman and Donnie Cates, the two hot boys at Marvel, two Ooh. two hot shot hot boys. Ooh, running summer out. events and shit yeah watch out they're so hot you'll burn yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh you guys listen, pick up that issue venom number 26 you pick it up oh maybe bring ooh. some gloves it's gonna be so hot hot off the presses hot you off could the even presses. say you could even say ethan that's hot that's hot yeah i like will smith too we should do a podcast for him someday we should do a um, podcast with him someday. With him? Like he's just a host? Yeah, fuck it. That would be cool. Maybe in an alternate universe. Yeah, um, maybe. But uh, yeah, we do we do this show every week where we just talk about some shit, and later we suggest things for you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this week I'm very excited to talk about some movies that are very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Whoa, it's the first episode of Spooky Boys. Spooky Boy. Oh my god, we couldn't even wait till October to get started with Spooky Boys. Fuck no. Fuck no. All year is spooky season. All we keep year. having ideas and then we're like, yeah, we this sh- year. <laughs> we keep having ideas and then we're like, yeah, we should do that months down the line. And then we're like, fuck no, we do what we want. We'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Not live. Um, so we welcome to the first episode of Spooky Boys, uh, yeah. a, a subsidiary of Supple Boys. Yes. Uh, where we talk about spooky things, probably a lot of horror movies and such. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the horror genre. Uh, you know, I, I love my superheroes and my sci-fi, but horror is right up there. Uh, that's, that's some of my favorite shit to consume. And, uh, there are two movies that are, uh, really, really precious to me, uh, that I saw years ago. And I feel like I never hear anybody talk about them. Uh, and I always share them with people when I can. And I was very excited to share these two films with my friend Griffin here. Uh, and uh, they are the Creep duology. Uh, we got Creep One, Creep Two. They're both on Netflix. Uh, and uh, go ahead. Is duology a fucking word? It is. No shit. All right. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I always call the Amazing Spider-Man films the Amazing Spider-Man duology. Um, mm. Good. Yeah, films. it's fucking tight. Yeah, good films. And uh, so are these that we're talking about today. We watched them uh, over the last couple days. We watched the two Creep movies. And I want to lay out what they are. And if this sounds appealing to somebody in the audience, I think that we can both say they should definitely go watch them and then Mm -hmm. come back and listen to this because we're going to spoil the shit out of them. Um, Big old spoiler alert for Creep and Creep 2. So high recommendation, right? Like they should go listen if it sounds good. 
They are both on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, don't eat, don't read the fucking sub- the description. Nope. Just go. Try right not into to it. look at the images. Uh, the, the one for the they're... second one kind of spoils both of them. So you know what? In hindsight, though, because you you were very cautious of me going on Netflix yes. and streaming it because you were worried about that. Honestly, I think I would have been fine for the most yeah. part. I think it's a little like it's kind of a, it's it's lame that you see it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to ruin your experience, really. I just think, especially um, going into the first one, seeing the image for the second one, sure, is, sure. If yeah. you can, if you can avoid that specifically, sure. Don't worry about it for the second one. I think. Um, sure. They're both they're breezy as hell. They're both mm-hmm. under ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very and, sure. Yeah. And you could you could watch them both in one evening, or you want to spread them out over two. Either way. Highly suggest you stop right now, hop on Netflix, watch Creep and Creep 2, come yeah. back to the episode. Totally. And I think, you know, uh, there are a lot of people that horror is not their jam. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of people that probably just want to listen to this episode. So if uh, if this uh, little description doesn't sound too enticing to you, if you're like, oh, too spooky, too spooky, spooky boys, walk me through it, uh, then definitely stick around. Uh, but you know, you could check it out. I'm going to put some clips in, so I think you can enjoy the discussion without actually seeing them. But, uh, yeah, I highly recommend checking them out. These movies, the, uh, well, I'm going to describe the first one. The second one, uh, we'll get into later, but because it's not worth, uh, describing it and then having you go watch them because you'll get what I mean. Anyway, the first one, uh, is a found footage horror movie. The ad said a thousand dollars for the day filming services. Discretion is appreciated. Hi! Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to scare you. I'm assuming you're Aaron. Yeah, I'm Aaron. Joseph. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is gonna be a good day. So, the reason I've hired you is because I have terminal brain cancer, and I want you to film me to make a video diary for my unborn son. You ready for this? Joseph! <laughs> There was about two seconds there where it looked like you wanted to kill me. Justin, I think I'm gonna head back. Hello. You need to get out of that house right now. Why do you look scared? Don't be scared. It'll all be over soon. And if you don't know what that is, it's like those movies where it's entirely filmed within the context of the movie. So the whole thing is somebody recording on their phone or having a handheld camera, and it's all from that perspective. And it's just two guys. Uh, it's the director, Patrick Patrick Bryce, and he's been hired to be a videographer for this guy out in the woods uh, for like a, a night. Was it just one night? Uh, and uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and he gets to this guy's cabin in the woods, and maybe this guy's a bit of a creep that wants him to be a videographer for him. Uh, he's a, he's a little kooky, uh, and so we kind of ride through the movie like, is this guy a weird psycho murderer or is he just eccentric? I don't know. Um, and so that's kind of the journey that you take in that first creep, and then the second one just turns everything upside down. So um, if that sounds cool to you, go check him out. If not, we're now going to go into spoilery discussion uh, of the creep movies. Let's talk about the first one, Griffin. Uh, you, we watched this one a few days ago. 
uh and uh i was i was thrilled to watch your reactions because i think it's such a the movie has so many twists and turns that i whenever i get to share it with somebody i'm just excited to see their fucking face <laughs> ethan i finished both of these movies i had a great time the first thing i thought was oh my god oh my god oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> i'll oh my put god, that clip that... in here oh my god Oh my god. This is gonna be a good day. That's like the that first so thing good. the first thing that the fucking creep guy, uh Joseph in the first movie says to mm-hmm. our POV character. He like scares the shit out of him at his car window and then he like leads in and he's like, Oh my god, this is gonna <laughs> be a good day. Uh and it's Mark the creepiest Duplass, fucking thing. Dude. Mark Duplass. That has gotta be the first fucking like that has first off, uh Mark Duplass who also has a hand in writing these movies. Yes. At least the second one. I remember his name being on the credits in the second one. I guess I can't remember the first, but I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's very evident that Mark Duplass and Patrick Bryce, uh, who is the director of both the films and plays yeah. Aaron in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like these dudes had to sit down and be like, what if this fucking movie existed? What if, yeah, we, made right? this, what if, what if we made this movie? And they're like, yeah, how can we do that? And we're like, let's just make it stupid cheap. Let's make it a found footage movie, yeah. baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horror is already, of course, like all about like shoestring budgets and everything. That's why like indie filmmakers and you see so many horror projects is because people love to play around in that space. Yes. And because it just has a history, like it is the genre that sort of birthed indie filmmaking, right? It, yeah, as, and as I want to say too that like found footage horror is like my favorite subgenre. Like I I hold it very near and dear to me, and like I know a lot of people got sick of it because there was such an oversaturation of it and everything. But I always love looking for a hidden found footage horror gem. Uh, I love those Fuck movies, yeah. and I uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a sweet spot, a little sweet tooth that I have. I'm real quick. I'm trying to think of some others that I really love. Chronicles not really a uh, uh, horror film. It's, it's got good, some though. horror elements, but it's damn good. Yeah, our boy Dane I, DeHaan is in there. Fuck yeah, uh, Cloverfield is one of my favorites. Michael B. Jordan, directed by Josh Trank. Cloverfield is is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. um. Blair Witch, of course, is like yeah. the the pinnacle of it. Um, one that takes advantage of a lot of found footage elements, but isn't technically found footage, I would say, mm-hmm. is Lake Mungo. Um, That's a good movie. Which we'll probably talk about on this fucking show because I love Lake Mungo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. one. Coming up on another Spooky one. Boys. Up next on Spooky Boys. Uh, definitely... Lake Mungo is another one of those like don't look into it, don't read anything about it, turn yes, it on, totally. turn totally. the lights off, get spooky, get spooky. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, okay, the the subgenre, you're a hundred percent right. It's a lot of fun, especially because you see like it just makes the storytelling so much easier, right? Yes. Uh, because you you lift a lot of budgetary restraints and everything. You just say fuck it, let's just record it on our fucking cell phone. Uh, and if and the acting people... is pretty solid, you've got an in. Yeah. Like you can hook into it really easily. It's because when you're gonna be when you're doing found footage, of course, like that camera work is implying a, a complete sense of reality of being right. grounded, right? And so right. if you can get some damn good performers, you're absolutely right. Like that is sort of your linchpin, like make or break found footage thing is if you can get some great actors. That good uh, like naturalistic gotta... acting where it's exactly. like it, the exactly. dialogue just flows and it sounds improvised and totally. Yeah. 
And these movies do a fantastic job of that. Totally. Um, I, you just, you sit there and you love watching uh, Mark Duplass <laughs> stare into the camera, interacting with this person that we don't see, but we still get a very good sense of uh, because Patrick Bryce is great. Yes. Uh, and he's he's done a great job with the direction, and he's he's a pretty solid actor as well. He's perfect. He's a good for like straight sort man. Of like, yeah, yeah. I w- I made the joke I think right after the movie where because he's a videographer, right, and he gets hired yeah. to follow around this creepy dude, and it was basically like, what if this indie filmmaker got hired <laughs> to follow around a creepy dude, which yeah. is exactly what Patrick Bryce is. Um, it felt but, like the concept of the movie was how many times, like you know, we'll put you into this very like straightforward horror premise of like you've mm-hmm. got to hang out in the woods with this creepy dude for a whole night and but then the it seemed like the premise that they came up with to me was how many times can we take you to the edge of like oh this guy's a murderer but then like walk you back for a minute and kind of like try to endear you like how weird mm-hmm. can we make you feel about this guy and then kind of make you pity him and feel like how many times can we mess with that expectation in one like sitting you know what i mean totally totally um but what i was getting to forever ago now it seems mark duplass is a fucking genius oh, he, is. he is. <laughs> his performances uh in these two movies it's just so goddamn good yes he is he is incredibly incredibly off-putting yes and creepy as the name suggests and he's also you know just like <laughs> literally just sometimes like a little face like his little like he'll be looking at you into the camera and his face will make just a little tiny little shift and you're mm-hmm. like mm, i don't like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side, he's so good at like selling it as that really off-putting, eerie thing, and he can immediately turn it around into a joke. Into no, a totally, beat. totally, because he's and also hilarious. Like, that is, for me, the crux of these two movies. What makes these two movies worth watching uh, at all is its ability to balance the tone of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Throughout the entire runtime, it is constantly teetering between, ooh, I don't like that. That's gross yeah, and yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> It'll make you laugh your ass off and then make you viscerally upset in the same moment. I think particularly uh, the second one. Yes, um, which we'll get to. The... Oh, God. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> the first one is pretty simple. There's not a ton to say about the first one except for praising that Mark Duplass performance and praising mm-hmm. like the expectation shifts, right? Because... You know, immediately we're like, ugh, ugh, fuck this guy. No, don't do this job. Go home. And then you go into the woods with him where he's looking for the cure to his, like, heart cancer and whatever. <laughs> and uh, and and it's like, ugh, no, we're going to get murdered out here. But then, like, you, you, they have, like, a kind of weird bonding experience in this water. And then they, like, go to the fucking diner. And he's clearly lying. Like, he's clearly, like, giving misinformation. Mm-hmm. And then he reveals that he took photos of Aaron as soon as he got to the cabin. But, like, he also apologizes really genuinely. And he's like, it's fucked. I know. I just socially, I just wanted to know you before you knew me. I'm sorry. I know that's mm-hmm. weird. I got to mm-hmm. be honest with you. And then they get back to the cabin. And, uh, and and then Aaron's like, where we're at. He's like, all right, I'm going to head out. I'm going to go home. And then we mm-hmm. get the poster moment, the cover moment of Mark Duplass turning to the camera and he's backlit by like his porch light. And so he's just mm-hmm. this black silhouette that you can't see anything of. And he's like, oh, you're going home? You're heading out? Well, I'd mm-hmm. stay for a little bit. And it's like this weird fucking wolf. You can't fucking see wolf. shit. You can't yeah. see his face or nothing. 
Yeah, it's like he's like the fucking big bad wolf. It's like this creepy man. And speak, I mean, he has this wolf mask, <laughs> which he calls Peach Fuzz, uh, which he introduces as if it's this cute, playful thing. We didn't even mention that the video is supposed to be for his unborn child that's that uh, yes. that will be born that's soon, who he will never get to know because he says that he has cancer. Um, and so he's kind of like introduces it that way, and he's like. I want my kid to know who I was. And then, so he like takes video of him giving the kid a tubby imagination, imaginarily, which is the <laughs> most fucking bizarre thing to watch. I remember Griffin's roommate uh, was there with us watching, and I could just hear him. He just kept going, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. That is, that's your reaction throughout most of the movie, right? Is because it's constantly pushing that, that, that boundary. Because. Again, talking about building that sense of reality and uh, putting you in Aaron's shoes, uh, not only visually through the camera work, of course, this POV shot pretty much the entire movie, Mm -hmm. um, but also making sure that all the things that would make Aaron uncomfortable are uncomfortable to you. You're right Uh, in the shoes. And so somehow finding a way to maximize that so then you can try and be as sort of a... Uh, sympathetic or uh, whatever towards the character situation as you possibly can um and the movies do such a fantastic job of doing that both of them and that's a huge part of why they work is being able to sell that and i uh, fucking applaud them (laughs) for doing it and i think what a huge part of it is is so many horror movies i think can get bogged down in the lore and the exposition and you know well why is this person fucked up why are they murdering people or maybe it's like a monster movie we got to set up all that shit it's like a slasher movie you have the whole fucking backstory yeah uh and (sighs) of course there are plenty of movies where that's fucking great but i think so many people try to replicate those things and it ends up being schlock this is more um, of not an even experience that just puts you right in the character's shoes so you feel like you're well, just they, experiencing yeah. something. They just they keep it light. They keep it simple. What's yeah. the idea? Mm, just a creepy just a creepy dude. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That is the beginning and end of it and like there's one little it's genius. They have one little visual thing, one little thing to make him like feel like an actual horror antagonist and not just Mark Duplass in a in Yes. A, tracksuit right and yes. it's the fucking peach fuzz mask peach fuzz yeah because once we're back at the mask. cabin once we're back at the cabin aaron realizes his keys are gone mm-hmm. uh and mark and uh mark to i almost just called him mark uh <clears throat> joseph is like well let's have a drink and you can stay here for the night and aaron's like i don't fucking know about that this is fucking like and then and then joseph tells him the story of the real truth behind peach fuzz which is not that it was some childhood thing which is how he initially sells it but it's mm-hmm. this weird rape thing with his wife and it's really uncomfortable like he asks aaron to turn off the camera but aaron just kind of shutters the camera and we hear the conversation and and mm-hmm. it's the worst it's the worst and then aaron's like okay i'm out of here and then there's the great moment of joseph being like did i did i creep you out with my rape story <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and again it's like the worst thing ever and then just spins into just a hilarious moment but then that all mm-hmm. leads up to yeah the eventual reveal of because aaron tries to he puts sleeping medication into joseph's drink to try to get out of here <clears throat> finds his keys and everything but you know before he can before he can get out of the house he runs into the real joseph with the peach fuzz mm-hmm. mask on his blocking the door and it's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. It's really scary. 
Um, oh yeah. Because oh, like because yeah. Mark Duplass is very like he he can bring your guard down for a lot of the movie, but then there's the moment of him being like, Joseph, are you gonna let me leave? And and then he like shakes his head in the peach fuzz mask, and then he's like, Are you why are you doing this? Are you trying to scare me? And then he like nods, and it's fucking it's no, fucking scary, spooky. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, they do such a good job of making it fit into that sense of reality. Yes. Uh, it, it feels like a sort of situation you could actually end up getting yourself trapped in, totally. which is fucked. Totally. Um, and it's not one of those, you know. I think uh, a, 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 not in a sense of they share anything in terms of like uh, the filmmaking stylistics or. Uh, or or narratively but like you look at a movie like us jordan peele's us we'll talk maybe we'll talk about jordan peele's movies sometime yeah. probably i don't know maybe not because they've been talked to death uh I like em. but we also talked about star wars so who gives a <laughs> shit <laughs> um uh us for me is a movie that gets bogged down in trying to do in trying to do too much it ends up falling kind of like flat right because at least for me um it goes out of its way to set up a whole fucking lore and everything like that and that stuff for me kind of bogs down the actually interesting stuff to watch um i disagree i really like us that's cool i can't wait to talk about (laughs) it and actually have a differing opinion and maybe we'll have a conversation about it instead of us just being like remember this shit that was so fucking good yeah Uh, but this is just like, it's a dude, got a creepy mask. There's the whole thing is wrought with some sort of sexual stuff yeah, too, which just sexual. makes it even more upsetting. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fucking wolf mask. It's yeah. just a wolf mask. That's all you need. And yeah. suddenly he's a horror villain. Yeah. I love it. I totally. fucking love it. But Aaron does get out of the cabin and he, and that's kind of the twist as they get into a scuffle and the camera goes out. And then we cut to a video of what looks like is Joseph burying Aaron's body parts. But that's really just a video that he's sent to Aaron's house to creep him out. Because Aaron got out of there and got home. And that's like the first kind of big narrative twist. Um, mm-hmm. Is like, well, what the fuck? Aaron's back at home. And he's, he's safe. And he just keeps receiving creepy shit in the mail from Joseph. And then like Joseph shows up at his house. We see like Aaron has filmed himself sleeping. And then we see like the camera get picked up because Joseph is in his house and he cuts off a lock of his hair, which is super upsetting. Oh my God. Um, Oh Oh my my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that all leads to Joseph sending this final video message. Oh, well, he sends him a locket, first of all, with J plus Mm -hmm. A. And it's got photos of the two of them in it. Uh, And then it, it leads to this final message from Joseph, which is like, I'm a really fucking sad, lonely, mentally ill person. And I'm like, sorry that I got obsessive with you and scared the shit out of you. Like, but I'm just fucking sad and alone. And like, I want to meet in this public place by this lake. That's like houses overlooking it and we can just talk and I can like apologize and make things right. Uh, And it's just so pathetic and sad and and whatever that Aaron is like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? All right, fine. And then Mm -hmm. he goes there. And then it's just the most disturbing <laughs> fucking thing. Because the whole movie makes a point of it being like, oh, is he going to yeah. kill him? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh. Nah, we're just fucking with you. Yeah. All right, here he is. He's going to put a fucking axe in his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like the shit. longest thing of like Aaron is filming himself going to the lake. 
There's a camera mm-hmm. filming him at the bench, and he's just sitting there waiting for Joseph. And then Joseph walks up behind him, puts on the Peach Fuzz mask, and then very slowly angles his axe behind him like a Looney Tune, and then just drops the axe into his head, and it's fucking horrifying. And uh, it's great because literally up until the moment that the axe is in Aaron's head, you're like, is he going to fucking actually do it? Is he I know. Is Aaron going to turn it? around? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this all could just be like part of his whole shtick of like, ah, he's going to look back at this video and he's going to be super creeped that I almost took his fucking head off or whatever. Yeah, right. And then and then he just drops it and you're like, oh. It's visceral. The sound is awful. <laughs> it's so gross. And just the way the the sort of subtlety of it makes it worse right the way that there's no like extreme sort of like blood splatter that yeah, comes right. from it or anything it's just like you can kind of see a little bit like spurred out it's just blunt it's yeah that's just it yeah his body just fucking drops it's so great and then we cut and then we like kind of pull out from that and fucking joseph is watching it and he's got a closet <laughs> yeah. full of videos that he's done this to so Oof. many people Oof, and like the truth he just develops a relationship with people and then and then just breaks it down until he eventually kills them. And then we see him starting to get just right onto another one. He's like hiring a videographer and he just keeps doing it. And, and it's like a really disturbing fucking ending. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like, as, as it's very simple. And this may sound very conventional when we're describing it because it is. It's, a, it's, it's just mm-hmm. a really, really well executed found footage horror movie with a really mm-hmm. great lead performance. And then I think the second one is something totally different and kind of experimental. And that was kind of how I introduced it to Griffin. Um, well, let's fucking, let's talk about Creep 2 then. I'm Sarah. Hey, welcome to Encounters. Sunday morning. I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Come the show where I look behind the strange world of online personal ads. What is their story? Who are these people? So subscribe and join me on this journey. You never know who you might meet next. Hello? Hello. Ever since I turned 40, I've lost my inspiration. I have no joy. I'm having a hard time. What am I doing trying to make the films that I used to make? What if I make a documentary? And this is where you come in. I have no idea what I'm stepping into. Together, I believe we will make magic. Aaron, is that you? You are inspiring feelings in me. I don't know what to do. Oh my God. This is gonna be a good day. I'm very excited about it, okay? What were your thoughts going into Creep 2? Well, obviously my expectations were a bit higher because you that that was like the selling point from the jump you told yeah. me was one is good, one is solid, the second one is where it's at. Like yes. I want to watch like we're watching the first one to get to the second one mostly. Yes. Um and totally because yeah. The first one, you could describe both these movies as horror comedies, right? Yeah. Uh, but the first one is more so like, oh, yeah, it's got like these fun comedic elements in it. It's yeah. weird. Um, but the second one is like, just fuck it. We're having jokes in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not even like set up punchline jokes, but like 
the whole premise just of like bits. <laughs> yeah, the the whole premise of Joseph, who now calls himself Aaron Ugh. in the second film. Uh, the whole premise of their because you you know this movie was born out of the joke of like, what if a serial killer kind of got like lost his drive, lost his passion for his career? <laughs> yeah, just like any 40 year old and he's struggling with getting old and everything like that and And if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it uh and you're just wanting to listen to the episode i recommend at least if you're not going to watch it go watch the trailer for the second one because it gives you a really good idea of it because you see joseph now aaron with this patchy beard and like a man (laughs) bun and he's and he's like He's just lost his drive and he's like, I what am I doing trying to make the same films I used to make? He's like a lost filmmaker. <laughs> so good. It, yeah, so it's good. it's so weird and such a great fucking premise. And our new main character, uh, Sarah, is mm-hmm. like has this YouTube series called Encounters where she explores weird Craigslist ads and people that that just want like companionship for a day or want something their life videoed or whatever. And so then she runs into Joseph now Aaron. Uh, and he tells her that he wants to make a documentary about himself the greatest serial killer that no one knows about um mm-hmm. and he's he's just like i'm fucking done doing the same murder we get an opening scene of him doing his fucking shtick of like he meets somebody and creeps them out for a long time and then kills them uh and and when, once he Which, does by the way that scene that the gore in that scene is they're like all right we're gonna give you one little yes, yes. one little taste of like Ugh, and that scene is gore. so fun too because because he keeps looking at the camera just little glances at the mm-hmm, camera mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's got this hidden camera in this guy's house and it's like oh stop being friends yeah, with me i don't go, like it going into that the the sort of prologue sequence of two uh is perfect because like it starts off and you're like oh no he like this guy is like in the exact same position as aaron yeah and then joseph walks in calling himself aaron and he sits down and he's like Oh no! What's happening? You're like, oh Somebody's no! Somebody's sending you creepy shit in the one. mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, exact like, if you hadn't seen Creep One, I imagine Creep Two is probably like okay, or at least that sequence. But yeah, especially for me, I think having just watched the first one and then starting that second one, and like the sequence is him basically like looking at him like, yeah, you fucking know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, kill this guy. But then he does, but then he does kill him, and he's just like, Yeah, that's brutal. Like, he just doesn't feel special anymore. He's lost it. He's like, it's, it's so funny. Well, because he even pitches it almost like as a breakup to this poor dude yes. that he kills. Yes. Um, he's like, you know, if we're not going to go all the way with it, why yeah, right. bother anymore? <laughs> and the guy's like, uh... And then he slashes his throat. Yeah. And it's brutal. Who, by the um, way, is Dopender from Deadpool. Uh, which, yeah. is, which is a nice little, yeah because um, we only had the two actors really in the first one so it was fun to get a couple of new characters uh, and and that premise of like the lost middle-aged artist as as you know portrayed by th- this massive serial killer uh, yeah. and he immediately introduces himself as such to our new character sarah he's like that was okay so i'm a serial killer well i prefer murderer uh i'd like <laughs> and uh and she doesn't believe him at first by the way she's fantastic i really like her yeah before- Des- like- desiree Ak- Akavan. I'm so yes. sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, yes. But she is fucking great. Yes. Uh, again, part of like selling the movie is is getting into that character POV yeah. and making sure that that all feels solid and that we can be in that same position. Yes. Of course, with the second movie, it's kind of different uh, because yes. in the first one, you are settled into Aaron because you, yes. at least on your first viewing, you also have no idea. 
But on the second one, you're like, no. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> she she's a really dread. great straight straight like straight woman to his performance. But then she also like starts to teeter into like caring mm-hmm. for him, which like mm-hmm. adds this new element of it. We're not just reacting to him as a POV character. Mm-hmm. We're like getting intimate with him, and so it's like yeah. adds this whole new vibe. As like because like the movie is a character piece of him. Like we we mm-hmm. go deep into him and who he is and why he is the way that he is. And it, yeah. if he's telling the truth, which he seems to be, and it's fascinating, it's and totally. hilarious. <laughs> it, it's a fantastic way to throw people who have seen the first one off the the, totally. the scent a little bit, and still create that sense of uncertainty. Um, and uh, oh, fuck, I lost lost what I was gonna say. Um, Creep 2 is pretty good. With a lot of these uh, franchises, especially like found footage horror, like with Paranormal Activity, a lot of the sequels are just do it again, right? Mm, and so mm-hmm. and so, I think it's it cannot be commended enough that this movie is like, we're not just going to do another one. Like, we're going to find like gems in the first one, strengths of the first one, and then just lean all the fucking way into them. And mm-hmm. it just, the comedy like just really knocked me off guard when i first saw it because like i remember seeing the poster quote which i mentioned at griffin is like the best horror comedy since evil dead 2 and that's a really apt description as far as like going from evil dead to evil dead 2 that like that Mm -hmm. camp is kicked all the way up and you're supposed to have more fun with it than the first one uh Mm -hmm. but it it also it also still is going to creep the shit out of you at points um and uh man he's fucking funny in this one that scene when he hangs himself is fucking hilarious oh my god <laughs> which is hilarious because you're talking about a scene where someone's trying yeah. to hang themselves yeah um just in general the whole idea of him being like you are gonna kill me yeah that's that's, that's the <laughs> premise like... we reach is that he wants her to document him and he wants to make a documentary about himself but then he he even isn't inspired by that as at a point he's like no fuck that we're going to do a movie where you, the person documenting me, ends up becoming the murderer and you're going to kill me. That's fucking it. That's the best thing. He's like finale so excited about of. the idea. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he like has her like put an axe to his neck. He's like, and then she can't do it. So he's like, I'll just hang myself and you don't help me. And then that'll be technically like you killed me. <laughs> and it's like, it's so dark. Like it's the darkest fucking humor you could mine out of this situation. Yeah. I. I just fucking love his introduction, especially into where he's introduced by the sort of jump scare of a blender. Yes. Uh, and yes. then he, it's a blender because he's using it to make these green smoothies. And he's like, <laughs> there you go. It's all natural. It's all healthy. And I love that they even like get that little bit in there. Like he's on like a health kick. He's yeah. like a totally new character. He's yeah. got a whole new shtick. And now yeah. he's man bun health kick hippie guru man. Yes. And he's like, yeah, just, uh, just a, a couple of... Uh, pieces of broccoli some avocado uh, some kale in there uh real good so let's sit down take a take a little sip there promise it's not poison <laughs> uh but i am a murderer <laughs> it's so good totally and he that also is... there was a big thing in the first movie which is a very common horror thing of him fake jump scaring like he like jumps out of the up from behind a tree and he's like ah and then aaron's like what the fuck and he's like i was just kidding you get that in so many horror movies but it really, mm-hmm. like, it adds to his character in the first one of just, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Because he just keeps yeah. doing it. And in this one, he does it, and it doesn't work. It like, doesn't he jumps out, and he's like, bah! And then Sarah's like, what? And he's like, well, you are a tough nut to crack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because no matter how many times they play that bit, because they play it several times, yeah. it fucking hits every time because Mark Duplass is, like, face when he's just, like, stopping. He's like, yeah. and he's like, hmm. <laughs> 
away. Get out of town. Because he's done this so many times. Like, <laughs> uh, which is so great. And there's clearly this weird love thing between the two of them almost. Like it's it's it is this very intimate maybe not even romantic necessarily. It's almost more motherly the way that she treats him, which is really fascinating. Uh especially uh in the pool scene, which I think is the highlight of the movie. Um that's like that's the peak of his performance in these movies, I feel because he delivers this long monologue and it's like masterful in my opinion. Like he's sitting mm-hmm. in the back of this tub in the fucking pitch dark and so you're just mm-hmm. seeing this creepy fucking image of him with his hair down over his face. And it's like, he's been funny most of the movie, but now we're seeing the monster again. Like, he's scary totally. as shit. And he, and then he lays out why he is the way that he is. And it feels like mm-hmm. the Joker kind of giving one of his origins. And it's like, totally. and, and he explains that when he was young, he was kidnapped by someone very similar to him. Like a weird murdery mm-hmm. person and uh and and how this song relates to it that's his favorite song and how he like liked this guy that kidnapped him and found him to be magnetic which is the word that i used to describe him in these movies Mm -hmm. and and he says when the guy kidnapped him like when he pulled up to him or whatever (laughs) the first thing the guy said to him is oh my god oh my god (laughs) this is gonna be a good day which is so fun because that and like the jump scare thing like these are lore bits that are mined from the first one and all brought back in a fun way in the second one which i think is really special mm-hmm. um and Absolutely. he just go he goes he just says this whole fucking monologue it's like terrifying it feels like a serial killer explaining why they are the way that they are and instead of feeling or instead of running away or anything she sarah gets into the pool with him and gives him a back massage and it's mm-hmm. so weird and like this is where we disconnect from her a little bit we're like whoa what the fuck like i like cuz like i wouldn't fucking get in the pool with him obviously and so when mm-hmm. our pov character does it's it's crazy it's like oh now we're fucking cooking with gas like yeah. narratively yeah yeah no absolutely and it's funny that you bring up the fact that they kind of have she has a sort of maternal thing with him yeah. because i think particularly with the first one when he's doing this fake documentary for his fake unborn son and everything (laughs) you get the sense that there's like a really weird paternal relationship thing happening between joseph and aaron and possibly between joseph and his father yeah he talks Uh, about he gives aaron the baby wolf stuffed animal and then like aaron is like dreaming about being like a baby wolf to his adult mm -hmm. wolf yeah it's weird Mm -hmm. Again, and, and all of it, again, is kind of dripping with, like, that weird sexual stuff. Sexual, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it really upsetting when you totally. actually take the time to, like, sit back and think about it. Totally. Um, which I think is another strength of the movie is that, like, you can finish it and you'd be like, that was fucking hilarious at times. And yeah. then you think about all of it and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Gross. fucking Christ this dude isn't real. Also, speaking of sexual, he gets fully naked right at the start of the second one. Oh, full dong. Full we dong, We got Mark Duplass's full dong in and this movie. His Fuck pose yeah. is so funny. He's so awkward standing there <laughs> with fucking full dong out um, as he's like, I think that we, you know, if we're going to do this journey together, we need to not be thinking about what each other looks like naked. So I'm just going to fucking drop my towel for you and stand in front of you. What do you think? And it's like just, it's so like, funny. Yeah, and he's like, yeah okay (laughs) all right okay and then she's like all right my turn and he's like really okay yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 such a fascinating relationship you said you said the highlight of the movie is the tub scene i think it's it's got to be that or he's sitting there discussing how he's 
never had a kiss. Oh my uh, god, he's never kissed so anybody. Weird. Yeah, they played and two it, the whole thing is lie. like exactly, and the whole thing feels like first off, you can't trust that dude, of course, and so you're like, Ugh. yeah. But then, but then uh, the movie still finds a way for me to be like. I feel bad for this. Guy. I know he's so <laughs> pathetic, and he acts like a child. Like in that scene, we, he's very childlike, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Again, to his performance, that he can be like childlike in the same movie where in the pool he's so terrifying. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's childlike and pathetic, and he's like, and he's funny too. He's just like, yeah, you know that movie, Never Been Kissed. I could have written and directed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, and then they kiss because she wants to give him his first kiss, and she seems excited about doing so, and it's it's like she's fascinated by him and mm. then she's pissed when he's trying to kill himself in order for that to be the finale of the movie and she's like no mm. we're not going there like she kind of seems to want to rescue him from this abyss a little bit um mm-hmm. and uh does she do it not really <laughs> uh, not really because uh, he definitely tries murdering her at the end of this film um, well but you know that's you know it, because well the, the the climax of the movie is he takes her out in the woods and then he just stabs himself a hundred times and he's like that he's... sequence where because he's taken the camera and it's pointed at yes. sarah yeah uh, and then all you get of course is just the 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 audio of this knife penetrating his his body so like, numerous times and you see sarah's face just like yes. drop as it's yeah. happening and you're like oof. I kind of, I kind of feel like she keeps drifting from the reality that he is the serial killer. Like, like she mm-hmm. keeps like wanting to keep him in this kind of safe, like never been kissed, sad man kind of thing. And so when he does this, she's like, "You took it there. Like you brought it to yeah. this real thing. And like, why are you yeah. doing this? And like, and but he can't not do. It. This is who he is. Like, and so he like stabs himself a hundred times, and then he's like, "All right, yeah, you stab yourself too. We're gonna crawl into this grave together and die." <laughs> just like romeo and juliet yeah yeah and then she's she's like fuck no and she starts running away and then he stabs her a hundred times and i was like really disappointed in that moment because i love her character and i wanted something more interesting than that and we do get something more interesting than that which is that he throws her in the grave and he comes toward the camera and he's like he's like sarah really didn't want to have to do that and he like looks at his wounds and he's like I don't think I'm going to die tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then she crawls out of the grave and fucking hits him in the head with a shovel, which is a crazy, like, I really didn't see it coming. Um, and she Hell fucking yeah. gets out of there and we see her uh, back in the city and she's being mm-hmm. followed by a camera and he has followed Ooh. her into the city and we hear him whistle to her on the train. His little. So the way it, I, that I had interpreted that is that it, it can be after the fact Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it could also be before. totally. I've seen people say that. Um, yeah, yeah, and so they, you know, maybe set it up for a sequel. They have confirmed Creep Three, so they yeah, have. I'm very probably. excited. Yeah. Um, my first suggestion at the end of Creep Two was Adam Sandler for Creep Three. I don't know. I just think that would fucking work. I don't Now's know a why. Good time to make a Creep Three. You just need two people on a camera. Like, let's do it. Fuck yeah. Um, I gotta pee really bad. All right. All right. I'm going to stall. Okay. My pitch for Creep 3. Uh, me and Griffin do it. Uh, I play I play the creep. Griffin plays the straight man. Uh, it'll be kind of an image reversal because, you know, when I was saying Joseph or Aaron in the second one, the serial killer, has a man bun. 
Griffin, of course, uh, has a man bun. Uh, and he also kind of gives off the vibe of a serial killer in real life. Uh, wait, no, I said I would play the serial killer. Okay, Griffin's definitely the serial killer then. Uh, that's probably the obvious casting choice to all of you in the audience. Um, you put the two of us out in the woods and uh maybe we're you know what we're definitely podcasters um and uh i've invited he's like an elusive he's like an elusive figure and i and i'm interviewing him for my podcast and so i go out to his cabin uh and i and i i immediately clock the man bun and i'm i'm off put by it but i'm like it's okay, I'll give this guy a chance. I'll give him a chance. And then as I'm interviewing him, we just have similar events unfold. He's 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 being a weirdo. I'm just kind of describing how Griffin and I met. So maybe this is this could be a really personal piece for the two of us. Um But uh yeah, I think that it you know, it would ultimately come to some sort of some sort of uh altercation between the two of us in the woods. Um and that calls to the question uh, what I know a lot of fans have asked themselves, which is who would win in a fight out of the two of us. And I think, you know, hand to hand me, uh, weapon in hand for Griff. If Griffin had a knife, I win. If I had a knife, I win. If mm -hmm. both of us have a knife, I win. So I think that in, at the end of the movie, I kill Griffin I was giving my pitch for Creep 3 now that you're back. I was just going to let you know. Um, and it's it, of course, starts with a podcast of the two of us and then leads to me killing you in the woods. Okay. Uh, but I, I think people will be into it. Maybe I'll cut this out and we can work on it. Um, okay, dope. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I'm fascinated to see in the third one when we follow up if that that after bit of him following her into the city was before or after did he clock her as a person before all this or did he survive and follow her into the city after uh, i mean cause you're not gonna do three without him i you wouldn't think you uh, gotta hope that they say fuck it and just take three even higher right and say yeah. i don't know maybe he's back as a zombie it's zombie Mark du, uh, Duplass. Well, that's and... interesting you say that because he introduces a supernatural element into the second one, which is that he says that whoever he kills, he lays naked next to them and absorbs some mm -hmm. of their life. And that's mm -hmm. why he's taken Aaron's name. Um, and that he says that's why he has trichotillomania or whatever, where you pull the hairs out of your beard is because he like absorbed that from his, uh, his serial killer mentor um, mm -hmm. and all that. So... Maybe he's right. Like maybe he uh, he fucking absorbs shit from people, uh, and the fact so that good. she was able to absorb her wound or uh, survive her wounds, maybe he got that from her. I don't no, know. No, he's yeah. a real. He's a werewolf, and he turns into real peach fuzz. Oh, real peach fuzz. That would uh, be. And he's got full dong, full werewolf. Yeah, full dong. dong, of course. Whatever <laughs> they do, I fucking trust them because, like, I think these guys yeah. are. I think Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass are geniuses, and I think. I yeah the the last i think thing to to say about it is that i love especially the second one is uh, is all about the sort of glorification of this mysticism that we bring to being artists yes uh that's that's aaron's joseph's whole hook for sarah is creating this great piece of art yes and i love that because you can tell that these movies were born out of these two dudes being like fuck it let's just make something fucking yeah. fun let's yeah. make something cool uh and i think they totally succeeded and i really dig it 
I agree. And I thank you for showing them, showing them to me, Ethan. Dude, I yeah, no, I had so much fun with you watching them. I they're, they're great movies to share with somebody. I I hope I I hope I assume and I hope that several people have gone to watch them instead of listening to the episode. Uh, and I hope that they've gotten as much enjoyment as you did out of them. Um, yeah, they're fucking phenomenal movies. I cannot wait for the next one. And uh, I highly fucking anticipate most of what Mark Duplass does generally. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. He's really great in Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. he, plays a, he plays a not dissimilar character in Safety Not Guaranteed because the premise of that movie is Aubrey Plaza answering a newspaper ad that says, like, need somebody to go back in time with me, safety not guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. And then she answers the newspaper ad, and it's this weird dude building a time machine out in the middle of the forest. And uh, and it's kind of like, is he crazy or is he, like, for real? Um, so that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's pretty perfect for that, I guess. Um, Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, totally. Check him out. Uh, we loved him. Fucking great movies. Let's go Creep 3. Let's go, three. Let's, uh, we're going into a musical interlude now, I think. Whoa, and it's here just we go. Him going, it's just him doing that Peach Fuzz the Friendly Wolf, that whole thing. <laughs> uh, no, it's not that. That'll upset everyone. back supple suggestions it's time thankfully we're starting supple suggestions like 45 minutes into the episode rather than like an hour and a half into the episode uh mm-hmm. so we can actually talk about some suggestions let's start with you griffin uh what has brought you joy this week and last well, week we Ethan, had an off week so i have a few things to talk about whoa um i got two suggestions this week and they are both youtube channels uh, I think you already know fuck what the yeah. first one's going to oh, be. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of hard to gauge how popular something is right now with there being, you know, yeah. no social interaction because <laughs> there's a pandemic. Um, but, uh, recently discovered all gas, no brakes. Fuck on yeah. YouTube. Um, who recently just got a deal with absolutely Nathan Fielder's company. So fuck yeah. Good shit. Literally just sat down and watched every all all gas, no breaks video. I, so I have been watching them over the past couple of weeks. Like I just pop, I've been popping them on and they are fucking hilarious. They are. It's just this dude that I don't even know the name of yet. I still have, I still don't even know. I believe it's Andrew. Okay, great. Uh, and he just goes around to all of these, uh, events, cons and yes. stuff flat earth conference avn expo shit, yeah. uh for those not in the know avn is adult video network that one was one of my know. favorites that one was fucking hilarious damn good uh 
Burning Man. Um, you know, he's just going around and just just talking to the folks that are there. And of course, it's a really, really, it's like putting the fucking country under a microscope. And you're like, yes. oh, okay, there's all the different types of people that live yes. here. Fuck yeah. Yes. Or fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> Depending, but. Uh, I'd love for him to do it way, where he just goes to a Walmart in the Southwest, you know? <laughs> That'd be good. Um, either way, though, shit is hilarious. Yes. Um, and uh, I've been really enjoying him over the past couple of weeks, so much so that I, I showed Ethan one of the episodes, uh, one of the nights that we were watching Creep, and we ended up watching literally every single one that <laughs> night. Uh there's not that many. You could breeze through them in, in, in a day for sure if you wanted or spread them out. But either way, uh, if you're looking for some laughs, all gas, no breaks. Um, it's just, it's, uh, you, you, you don't want to call it necessarily, you don't want to say like it's brilliant because it's literally just people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that said. I think the editing is brilliant. I think it's put The together, editing is and fantastic. And like the fact that they and... find these people. Yeah, yeah. The editing yeah. is great, and because I would imagine there's probably hours and hours of footage, and it's cut down into ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and Andrew, if that's his name, if not, sorry, brother. Uh, Andrew's deadpan is <laughs> just like so good. My favorite so thing is like he'll have somebody saying the most insane shit in the world, like like just about mm-hmm. how the Earth is flat, or like aliens have already like like contacted them and are doing shit with their spirit and whatever. And he'll just be like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah." <laughs> the 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 sort of one thing that I think I'll say that hopefully gets you hooked is that throughout the entirety of this little this series here so much more freestyle rap than i was expecting oh my, oh my god. god oh my god you can catch There's in a couple so of the videos rap. he encourages it like he'll ask somebody he'll be like do you have a rap <laughs> <laughs> because i guess no matter where you go you can find somebody that raps about whatever thing you're doing 100 percent, and it's hilarious um it is. i don't really want to say anymore go watch his shit subscribe to his channel uh could not recommend it uh anymore if you're into especially like the sort of like uh weird sort of absurdist sort of stuff you know something along the lines of nathan for you which also highly highly recommend nathan for you is fucking fantastic um or like some of the tim and eric stuff definitely falls in line with those sorts of shows uh and it's hilarious and i love it and i can't wait for more more episodes come out and i can't wait to see what that dude does uh through absolutely i also can't wait to see what uh nathan fielder does on HBO because that's what he's doing next and I'm super fucking excited for whatever it's going to be because it's going to be great. It's very exciting. Uh, that's going to be it for my first suggestion, Ethan. What do you got? Yeah, Is it quick, time e- for Ethan's Comics Corner Ethan's with a K? Comics, no, I'm changing it to Ethan's Comics Corner with a Q. Uh, both Comics and Corner are with a Q. Um, TV turned on by itself. It's spooky. It's fucking playing Bleachers mm. the goodbye to my... <laughs> Upstairs neighbor. Um, Ethan's no, comics it's just, corner. It's just a hard cut to Mark Duplass's face going, oh my god. Yeah, my god. <laughs> yeah, my god. We're going to watch some good shit tonight. I'm oh in your TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Ethan's Comics Corner, real fast. Um, obligatory mention of Bendis' DC books. Uh, Superman number 23 is a lot of fun and, and really good looking, really cool stuff. His Young Justice, uh, I particularly enjoyed uh, Young Justice number 16, The Emancipation of Bart Allen. 
fucking really 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 fun stuff and fun kind of continuity addressing stuff uh as far as like reboots and uh bart allen ending up in alternate timelines and shit like really really cool fun stuff um strange adventures number three came out and if you want just a really pretty looking comic that's some of the most beautiful Mm. art in comics right now between mitch jareds and evan shaner like holy shit um and like batman shows up in it spoilers and like i was like holy shit because he just looks so cool (laughs) i was like that's batman that's so cool (laughs) it's a comic so uh it's kind of crazy um the final issue of my beloved superman's pal jimmy olsen came out uh jimmy olsen number 12 wrapped up the series beautifully with a pretty big twist right there at the end uh that i thought was phenomenal and hilarious and like it's fun that that's part of continuity now for the foreseeable future uh Mm. and just goodbye to an incredible series those 12 issues check them out they're fucking so funny uh and a great time um and uh and uh let's see what else real quick uh deceased holy god so we got our (laughs) first issue of deceased dead planet which is the uh, official deceased 2 it's the beginning of the official sequel and uh it is incredible it is so good and it looks so good and i don't understand i don't understand it's fantastic uh and uh like if you should be on board there but you should also be on board the digital first series that's still coming out dc's hope at world's end we got chapter five of that and i i might have liked it even more than the first issue of dc's too because it like kind of revolves around our new trinity uh Mm -hmm. brief spoilers skip forward like a minute if you don't want to know but uh the superman uh is still in the middle of the sun eating it Mm -hmm. uh from deceased and uh batman is dead and and wonder Mm -hmm. woman is infected and so uh our new trinity is superboy wonder girl and damian wayne who has now become batman and uh and so in this chapter, there's this incredible moment because the three of them are so great together. And there's this moment of like Damien has put on the Batman suit and he, he takes off from where they're at. And they're like, where the fuck did Damien go? And they're like, oh my God, he took the invisible jet. And so they fly, Superboy and Wonder Girl fly off to where he's at. And it just looks like Damien Wayne in a Batman suit just sitting in nothing in the air flying. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, they like fly up alongside him and they're talking to him. And then there's an infected kite man in the air and he hits him in the air and like kite man splatters on his thing and then just like slides off the invisible jet. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny and great. Um, just the best fucking DC book. It's so good and utilizes all of those characters so well. And then finally we got Venom number 26. Uh, I, feel, I always feel goofy uh, boosting Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's work. But goddamn if Venom number 26 isn't the best shit in the world. And brings back oh, yeah. one of my favorite things in comics that I won't spoil because you should all just go read it. Ooh, Ethan, but it's going to be sick. It's going to be sick, and I was just delighted by this issue, and it looks fantastic. Introduces the new character, Virus, who is the coolest design, uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's the best. So make sure you read that. And this has been Ethan's Comics Corner. Just know, guys, if it's got Donny Cates' name on it, I promise you, you're not fucking ready for anything that he's <laughs> about <know>. to do. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, that's awesome, Ethan. I'm so glad to hear that comics are good. Yeah. Some of them. Um, and that's that's awesome. I yes. like comic books, Ethan. Me too. <laughs> um, 
Uh, all right, my next one. Another YouTube channel. Talked to Ethan about this a little bit. You guys may know about the channel Defunct Land. Um, uh, Defunct Land is a YouTube channel that is dedicated to uh, extensively covering the history of amusement parks. Yes. Uh, it's it's since expanded to include some television shows. Um, but but even those are usually spinning out of Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing it's, it's fantastic. Cause I don't, we actually talked about this a little bit on Stegman this week. I don't like roller coasters. Really? Yeah. I don't really ride them. I don't go to amusement yeah, parks. Me, I don't really either. have an interest in, in that sort of part of it. But, uh, the show's, uh, creator, I believe his name is Kevin, Kevin Perger. Um, he does such a great job of making it providing so much context for everything that it isn't just the history and the story of this amusement park ride which you do get an extensive lore on because there's just a fuck ton of it for every single (laughs) fucking ride that he talks about there's just so much going into it um but it is also chronicling the the details of these empires, particularly, of course, Disney. Yeah. Like, you can track the entire, like, history of all the different CEOs and the heads of Disney, like uh, Michael Eisner uh, before uh, Bob Iger and everything like that, and how how these companies are run and where the theme parks fit into them and the sort of overall scope of everything. Um and 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 how a single theme park ride can kind of be at the center of it yeah uh and for me it's just super just endlessly interesting and super fun um i would say scroll through the videos on there give a like leave a subscribe smash the like button hit the subscribe leave the bell icon whatever the fuck uh Go through, find one that maybe piques your interest. I, for me, the first one was his video on the Nick Hotel yeah, uh, right. because I just remember being enamored with the idea of going to the Nick Hotel when I was younger because you'd see those fucking ads all the time. And yeah. I was like, yo, Nick Hotel looks sick. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't really that sick no. uh, and is now. Fun fact, uh, last cool thing that I got to do well last cool thing i got to do was c2e2 which was the coolest thing ever but uh one of the last things i got to do before all of this happened was go to disney at the end of january so Mm -hmm. i was down in orlando went to galaxy's edge galaxy's edge was dope Mm -hmm. um uh but do you like star wars i do like star wars ethan um i don't like to talk about it too much but i do i do enjoy star wars okay um Turns out our hotel that we were staying at was actually just across the street from what used to be the Nick Hotel. Uh, And so now it's just a Holiday Inn with an Applebee's attached to it. (laughs) Uh, So I went and got a got a big old drink at the Applebee's and then I just went and walked around this Holiday Inn imagining that it was the Nick Hotel and kind of seeing like all the little pieces left over from it and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh that was a lot of fun. So uh, that hooked me. Uh, I saw the the Nick okay. Hotel video from Defunct Land, and I was in. Uh, and some of them are some of them are brief. Some of them are like 10, 15 minutes, and some of them are like forty minutes. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to just sit down and get the all all the all the lore uh, because there are yeah. so many hands in the pot, so many cooks in the kitchen, 
every fucking time one of these is one of these amusement parks is getting made uh and it's just really interesting to sit back and look at it all from various angles and uh defunct land just does a really really good job of making all that information that you would think might be kind of fucking boring uh actually super interesting and a lot of fun to watch uh, yeah. so highly highly recommend defunct land have you on seen YouTube. that video of the girl that's in love with a roller coaster i haven't it's pretty upsetting yeah i saw one where a woman was married to the eiffel tower so i imagine it's kind of similar yeah yeah she, she like wipes the grease off the roller coaster and like rubs it it's like yeah gotta get the views dude I mean, apparently it's real, but anyway. Uh, Do it for the vine. Two two quick recommendations. Uh, one, I finally finished The Last of Us 2 like a week ago or more than that, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome. Uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. The ending kind of blew my mind, uh, and I'd love to talk in depth about it. Maybe I'll get Griffin to play those games uh, someday so we can talk about them. Maybe. That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe. <laughs> um, or I'll play the Arkham games again. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you'll just keep playing fucking puzzle fighter uh Super puzzle fighter 2 turbo <laughs> damn good game hey uh, actually just yesterday they released a new paper mario and i fucking yeah no, mario, i am excited for i that. love the first paper mario uh so maybe i'll play that you know what i am waiting for is they said they were gonna put mario galaxy and mario sunshine on the switch two of my favorite fucking mario games and they haven't done it yet and you so would fucking, fucking like mario sunshine Anyway. That game slaps. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. My uh, next episode is on Super Mario Sunshine. Boo! All right. My. I'm uh, gonna my... play it again, but I'm gonna play it on GameCube GameCube disc for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Uh, so uh, my final recommendation is a manga that uh, I thought that you would really like, and I think people would really like. It's called um, it's called uh, Time Paradox Ghost Rider and Sounds uh, dope. it is it uh, it was really affecting to me personally i think it would be affecting to anybody that's trying to do work creatively because mm-hmm. it, the idea is it's this guy that's trying to be a manga creator and he's good but there's no inspiration behind what he's doing and so he keeps submitting his shit to shonen jump and they keep turning mm-hmm. him down because and like and you see the conversations with his editor where his editor is like look this is fine but like there's nothing to like and like they keep bringing up the quote of like write write something that only you can write and and then he keeps trying to do that and you see him try and try and try and just give it his all and they're like nah and it's just brutal like it's fucking heart-wrenching and brutal and like and you see him like just fucking break in half on his last rejection like it's just like he's just like I must be like an empty person because there's like nothing mm-hmm. in me that anyone wants. And, uh, and so he like falls to the floor on his like apartment and he's like, if I open my mouth right now and the words I quit come out, then I'm going to quit. And he like opens his mouth and he starts to say it. And then lightning hits his apartment and melts his microwave into his refrigerator. And then his microwave mm-hmm. dings and opens and there's a copy of Shonen Jump from 10 years in the future in there. And uh, and there's like this new series in it called White Knight. And so he just copies it and then oh, gives damn. it to Shonen Jump. And it's a massive hit. And uh, oh. and uh, But then at the end of the first chapter, 
we then cut over and we see the girl who in 10 years will will create white knight for mm-hmm. uh for shonen jump and she's already been working on the series and she sees it appear in shonen jump and she's like what the fuck and so then we kind of go down that journey of like ethically how does that work and and mm-hmm. what is it like to just straight up copy somebody else's work and also how does the time paradox work and why is this happening and mm-hmm. all that shit and so like on a very real level it's very affecting uh just as somebody who's like you try to find things creatively in yourself and what if you feel like you have nothing which i think everybody feels a lot um and then also there's these fun elements of like the time shit and and how that all plays out and how that affects the world and and why it's happening so uh, it's it's really it's a new series it's only got like nine chapters and i burned through them all really quick and uh, i mm-hmm. uh, i've talked about the shonen jump app you can just get on there for like 2.99 a month and read all their shit and so you can go do that for all of that and it's fucking great it's really good i highly recommend it oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah you're gonna go read it right <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> listen it sounds super interesting and i would love to read it uh it looks great i also too, have though. a stack really a mile high of shit i'm reading <laughs> oh shit you're not gonna read any of it you're gonna play super puzzle fire <laughs> Two turbo. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey, Ethan. Last night on Twitter, we on Twitter had a little bit of a fun reveal, just kind of yes. in the middle of the night for some folks. We were like, "Hey, you know, maybe there's gonna be a super dope Supple Boys website where it's gonna be a hub for all of our shit." Yeah, it's uh, it. it's got some cool art featuring the two of us. It's like we did mm-hmm. a little photo shoot. It looks good. Um, it's and, got, it uh, perfectly captures both of our mo's. I think so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a website that's that is the hub for the whole network with Stegman and his amazing friends, and Devil's Advocates Book Club, and Supple Boys, and maybe this other show that we hypothetically do in an, in an alternate timeline. Uh, and uh, it's <laughs> also got a uh, page on there you can see from the screen cap for comics because maybe we have stuff in the works. Maybe. Whoa! Um, and uh, there will also be a big old merch shop. It's gonna be huge, and uh, I'm really excited about it. There was some really cool response. Uh, people were very receptive to just the little tease that we put out. So uh, be checking that out right now. Suppleboys.com just takes you to our podcast feed, but soon that'll take you to this fucking shiny ass, beautiful new website mm. with all kinds of mm. fucking content mm. for you mm. coming out regularly. So that's very exciting. guys. This has been in the works in some form or fashion for a very long time, uh, yes. and we're super, super, super excited to get there. Um, we're gonna take our time still. We're, we're putting. We want to make sure that all the finishing touches are on it, and mm-hmm. it's perfect and ready to go when we launch it. We don't know when it's gonna be yet, but we're getting very close. Uh, and I know both of us are just shaken with excitement uh, for for this sort of next step this next era in supple boys content yeah Um, also i put out a little tease on twitter that i deleted but i just want to flat out say on this show that if you are and i'm (laughs) sure you are if you like our stuff uh if you are a fan of our our show spider-man rewind very soon you will be very 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 happy whoa yeah guys um we, like like it seems like we just shelved it we've been working really hard on that show and you'll see yeah. what the fruits of that are very soon yeah once uh once all of that comes to fruition first off fucking finally we've been talking about it yes. 
for fucking ever and it's taken us forever because we've been very busy um it definitely took longer than i thought it would take us um but it's gonna be worth it it's gonna be a lot of fun i cannot wait to record this next episode of this hypothetical show that maybe we do in an alternate universe (laughs) um and uh, yeah, I don't think you guys are ready for it. <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's like, it's easily the craziest thing that we've ever done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, get excited because Rewind is not dead. Uh, and uh, maybe it's evolved into something new. So, get excited. Mm. Mm. So much good Supple Boys stuff coming your way right here from me and Ethan, the Supple Boys absolutely uh that brings us to the end of the show for Mm -hmm. yet another week this was the end of the show we're now going to move into the post show followed of course by the nugs and the nap um nugs and nap yes yeah yeah yeah. i'm familiar with it uh some people are r and r little rest and relaxation i'm a little n and n a little nugs and and nap yeah (laughs) 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 that's your mo that's your mo yeah Um, 100 percent so uh, thank you all for listening. Get in contact. Also, with Ethan, us. fuck you. You you said you were gonna be Watchmen this week. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about Watchmen this week. I forgot that we said that two weeks ago. Um, we didn't do Watchmen because Griffin couldn't fucking read Watchmen. I forgot that Griffin can't read. So we're I gonna... <laughs> I am illiterate, which is really hard when it comes to making comics. Um, I no, always gotta be do... like, now what is this? Like talking to the letterer is like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're still going to do a, two special Watchmen episodes. One where we compare the comic and the movie, and then one where we talk about the TV show. Uh, those that are will push come. back. They're coming. Those are pushed back for a bit, because Griffin really wants to like fully experience the Watchmen comic, because it's a very important work in the industry that we're trying to work in, and he didn't really have the time to do that in the time frame we were trying to do for that episode. So, it's coming, but, but it's coming. Uh, we're taking a little Spooky Boys detour. Um, yeah, so, and I've been for, teasing getting a guest on the show. I'm trying to close out the show. God damn it! What? Don't. It's not over yet. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have a guest on the show this upcoming week. It'll be fun. Maybe. Uh, stay tuned. Thank you all for listening. Get in contact with us. Genuinely, when we were putting out the the new Supple Boys um, uh, website stuff on Twitter, and we got a whole bunch of responses and follows and likes and shit. That just feeds my fucking ego. I like that a lot. Mm. So um, if you all could provide me some nourishment to my ego, uh, I would love that. It makes us genuinely so happy, all the correspondence that we get. We're going to do an email episode really soon uh, because you guys have sent us a lot of nice emails and stuff and uh, iTunes reviews and stuff, So or Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you could go review us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, please do. That helps us out a lot. Please send us an email at suppleboys at gmail.com. You can, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at suppleboys. Go to the website, suppleboys.com. These are all, of course, spelled supple, B-O-I-Z. Please, for the love of God, don't go to the regularly spelled suppleboys.com because we don't know what's there, and I hope that we never do. Um, follow mm, us individually. Maybe that's on- an episode. Maybe that's an episode. Uh, maybe it's a mystery to be left uh, and just enticing in the distance. Um, it's it's going to be like at the end of Spider-Man 1 where uh, Peter's like, I wonder what 616 Miles is up to. And he Googles it and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to be like, I wonder what supple B-O-Y-S is up to. And we're like. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And then you hear police sirens outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us individually on Twitter. I am at tales to astonish Griffin is at Griff Sheridan. Uh, that's most of the things. 
We're going to take you out with some cool vibes now. Supplesaurus, when you're editing mm. this, could you take us out with some cool vibes? Uh, we really appreciate Supplesaurus has been taking a lot of the pressure off of us editing-wise and web design-wise. Uh, he's a big he's a big supporter of the shows. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, hello there! Once again, it's me, Dr. Intro. Dr. Podcast Intro. If we're not acquainted, I was in the opening of episode 7 of the show, The Tale of Bobby Burns. Point is, I've been working behind this curtain here for a long time, and finally, my work is nearly finished. My plan, nearly complete. In one week... The Supple Boys will be no more. I'll see you all very soon. <laughs>